0: Side crew.
1: Hello there, Ringside Crew. Hey dudes at Ringside Crew. This is Davian. Hey, it's Jenny Santani. This
2: is Alfie. This is the Savage Juggernaut,
0: Jammaku. inside raid. This is Thomas D. bro. This is Billy Sargs Mister Chad Epic. Megan Mason. Hey everybody, Scotland's own the advocate. The headline in
2: charge, Marco Mania. This is your girl Charisma. I'm a dink, This is According to words. Savannah Summers. I'm shorty. Pass what is that. Where sure you are watching... The, the Internationally Known. ...Ringside Podcast, hosted by Metal Geek and Joe the Panther Jr. Hey Vinny, and hey, welcome to another episode of the Internationally Known Dudes at Ringside Podcast. I'm your host, Joe the Panther, the third, and that's from <laughs> the top of Metal Mountain, all the way down to all 50 states and the globe, it's the Happy himself, the Metal Geek.
1: What's going on, Ringside crew? What's going on, Internationally Known? What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Joe? How's it going today?
2: I'm good. I'm good, you know? Like, happy Monday, everybody. Like, see, uh... Almost the end of Owners' Month. Sad face. The twenty seventh of
1: June. But it's almost Geek's birthday. Oh, yay! <laughs> yeah, All I'm right. trying to so, plan something, but Geek's afraid. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we got a guest, Joe. So, yes, we do. Let's so give a me- warm,
2: dudes at ringside. Welcome to the G- former GM of NCW from Buffalo.
1: Nickel City Wrestling. Nickel Matthew, City Matthew,
2: Nickel City Wrestling.
1: Matthew Motto.
2: Matthew Motto.
0: It must have a little applause here. By the Do way, happy a- birthday, Geek.
1: Thank you. <laughs> we don't
0: well, know what's what we going doing. on, fellas. Know-
1: yeah, we don't know what we're doing that weekend, so we might be doing. Yeah, might, might be doing a stream. We might not. We'll, yeah, have to see, I'm trying
2: you know. to. I'm trying to beg him, but he won't. He won't. You gotta won't. take
0: the stream. You gotta take the show on the road. You gotta go to Applebee's, start interviewing the waitresses, the owners. You gotta go. Which it, Lucha March? You gotta find someone to wear a mask. Do the whole oh, thing. Oh jeez,
2: that'd be hilarious.
0: <laughs> we we got we got we got we
1: gotta become like uh, the 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 Walmart guys. You know the Walmart guys that they oh they fight wolves, the wrestlers fight. yeah. They find a Walmart. And-
2: See, that's the thing. Geeks like, oh, we should try to get that guy. And I'm like, if you do that, I'm not coming on the podcast. You will send me the yeah. link 15 times, and I'll be like, sorry, have the diarrhea. Can't <laughs> hang out.
1: My, my question court. my question is how many Walmarts do you think those two guys got kicked out of? Okay, I mean, we, didn't put- uh, uh, we didn't do the so opening, <laughs> We didn't do the opening.
2: You introduced the guest, geek. We didn't even, <laughs> if our fans are not familiar with you, introduce yourself.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. My name is Matthew Motto. I represent Nickel City Wrestling. I am a former general manager. I am a former manager of the Arcade Heroes. And I am currently fighting my way back into being the Nickel City Wrestling general manager.
2: See, we missed our chance, Geek. We could have had the, the, your, your team beyond Tag Team Month, which was last month. See, we wish uh-huh. we would have met you in May. You could have been on one of these beautiful dates with your tag team.
0: Yeah. Well, former, uh, you know, we unfortunately, I split uh, from the group, uh, TJ Karts and Dan Macho. They're two talented individuals. Without me, they have gone off and won titles. Um, Dan Macho right now is currently on tour with um, Midget Warriors of Wrestling. He's doing some big things. TJ Karts is doing his, um, I want to say it's MMA slash kickboxing things. Uh, He runs a school in Niagara Falls. So, both of them are out doing their own things, and they're doing fantastic. Um, I do miss them, but I do see them from time to time.
1: Yeah, I like Arnt- the acting name, too. Lisa Arn says, you have the best name ever. Amato.
0: Amato. Amato. You know, that's so funny, because as a kid, I hated that last name, because in uh, school, they would call me Amato Tomato. Yeah, <laughs> sauce. Like, you'll
2: end up under my shoes like a tomato. That's what
0: I would (laughs) do Oh, that that would have been a great thing for when I was a heel. Just tell the fans that. You'll end up like a tomato under my shoe. (laughs) Splat. That perfect t-shirt.
2: Oh, God, have a foot stepping on a tomato and then the back has the splat on it.
0: (laughs) Uh, That'd be great, actually.
2: (laughs) I'm always good with the drawing and the visualization in my brain. (laughs)
0: Like, a shoe... yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing is, like, all the designs you see for our flyers, or graphics, that's all done by me. So, you know, I mean, I have a idea of what I want. Sometimes it doesn't convey perfectly, but, you know, it, it's still something that, you know, the talent that you should have, especially in the 21st century. Yeah.
2: It's, it's always good because, like, stuff like – people like us, that we're, like, such a small podcast, everybody thinks – Oh, Joe! Where we first did our posters, that the picture's really big, and it was just the, our logo in the corner. Now I've seen how some one of our past guests made their own poster for the show, and I took I took a little, a little something from them. Hey, what's going on?
0: I took on a... <laughs> I took yeah, it. looks a... like I see Lewis commented. Oh, you're the best, buddy. Well, what's up, brother? Thank you for tuning in. Yes, Make so sure you cool. follow us. <laughs> yes, follow
2: him, I took the logo like you saw the what I, I the poster i made for you yeah the picture our picture the name of the guest and then where we're live so it's like everything in one <laughs>
0: yeah perfect yeah what you call it you condense it all man get the yeah. point across and people are going to tune in
2: and then make that all on instagram
0: yeah so it's, it's well, not like it, There's apps and they're just so convenient that you just pull it out. You can just do little photoshops here and there. And you know, if you pay the extra month, you know, money, you get the little uh, watermark removed from it. Really?
2: You could? I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, I think it's like a premium because I know I have one that I use for like our flyers to like shrink them down. Uh, I think it's like Insta Size or something like that. But you just uh, pay the premium, and then I think it's like four ninety nine, five ninety nine, and then you'll never have to have a watermark in your pro uh, poster again.
2: I always get freaked out because sometimes the pictures' backgrounds are black. So, I, yeah, the pictures, we had one of, the, one of the owners that we just had on. I sent him the poster, he sent it back two different ways. I was like, <laughs> I got mad at first, and then I went, Oh my god, he's helping
0: me. Yeah. <laughs> he just helped me. He made the poster. Yeah, you insulted the poster.
2: <laughs> I'm like, Not me. I'm the one that makes the poster. So, I was like, I'm making him in the morning, <laughs> drinking my coffee. I'm going, my mom's. Were you doing texting? No, working.
1: <laughs> yeah. So sometimes the sometimes the wrestlers actually ask us. So like, do you have a promotional photo of yourself? They're like, oh, go to my Instagram page and take anything. We don't like doing that because yeah, because like you have to do
0: that screenshot and you'll just never get the resolution correct. And yeah. that
1: that and sometimes they might not like the photo that they put up there. And it's like, no, we don't want you to use that photo.
2: <laughs> we have, well, then <laughs> send one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know.
2: I'm not going to say names, <laughs> but we had one wrestler one time. I say, the person never made it, even made it on the podcast. <coughs> I have my allergies. They send me, send me three pictures. <clears throat> and I'm like, I can't use this. <clears throat> it will get flagged immediately on YouTube. I mean, Instagram. Yeah. Let's just say, yeah.
0: No. No. Jerry King Lawler would like
2: the pictures, but we can't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> puppies. I'm not using no. yeah. yeah. Oh, you beat me to the puppies joke. Yeah, it was
2: puppies. I was like, puppies? No, I can't. No. Oh,
0: my God. Well, so, who was it? Speaking of puppies, I don't know why it just jumped in my brain, but who was <laughs> the one who had the famous WWF cover where they held the two dogs? It was um Dax. Sable. Dad. Oh, Deborah. Here. yes. Deborah. Oh, God. I remember. That was, like, one of the first WWF, like, uh, magazines that I ever purchased. Oh, jeez.
2: I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The edge era. Love it.
2: He could have been like, ew, Joe, that's nasty. I'm like, this is nasty? What's wrong with you? you, okay? you okay? You okay? You good? You hit your head or something? And then now I'm like, oh. <laughs> now I know why my mom yells at me when she walks <laughs> in my bedroom all the time.
0: Now uh, you're you yeah, guys crazy. <laughs>
2: Eighteen-year-old me is wondering why his mom's yelling at him when she looks through my magazine rack and sees the puppies.
0: Yeah. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the one we tuck away under the bed, bro. Yeah, didn't think about that.
2: Eighteen-year-old me doesn't care. It's magazine. Yeah. I'm reading
0: it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just like uh, what you go and the uncle say. Oh yeah, I just read the Playboys for the articles.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um. So who you want to tell us like who who do you have on like on your on your rosters uh, your roster well, that uh
0: and who just pumped, popped up as I'll give you guys uh he's a newer gentleman his name is Diego Lopez he is fresh out of the NCW compound facility um last show which was uh Summer Slug Fest he made his debut against Titus Smith um I can't remember off the top of my head just because I didn't make notes, but I believe he won in his match against Titus Smith. And Titus was one of the first people to uh, spark his interest in professional wrestling. So it was like a full 360 of Titus introduced him to wrestling. Titus, you know, showed him, you know, where the connections were. And then he finally made his, let's see, Shadow Jr. What's up, guys? Hey, Shadow Jr. What's going on? Justin, you see there. So yeah, you know, it just felt like a full 360 that, um, you know, it was Shadow Cat, not Shadow Catching, uh, Diego Lopez's first match, and it was uh, you know against the person who brought him in and showed him you know the ropes and everything. So I'm very proud of that. Um, then we have the owner of the promotion, which is uh, Shadow Cat. Um, he's right now the high flying icon. He is the current Silver Linings champion um look at his stuff up he is fantastic um a couple of years ago at our old venue he jumped off the balcony in a tlc match which was just insane um he's been in a lot of different matches um shadowcat is personally one of my best friends he's the owner he's without shadowcat there is no matamata to put uh shortly hmm.
1: yes so so how did um you, you get your start in the wrestling
0: business? Like what what made you <laughs> say hmm I want to do this? So it's very complicated how like a timeline of events, so I'll try to make it quick. Um early two thousands, I was watching Friday Night SmackDown and I got bored for some reason. It was just like I was watching the same matches week after week and I flipped the channel and on public access I seen this ring and it was poorly lit. It was just it was like blurry VHS quality. And it was uh, two wrestlers just going at it. And I was very curious about it because I had never seen anything quite, I mean, it was just poor production, but it quickly like sparked my interest when I seen at the ticker at the bottom it said Buffalo, New York. And I'm like, Oh, I live in Buffalo, New York. So obviously I got to take notes of this. So I wrote down the website and, I was like, oh, crap, like, you know, they're across town. At the time, I didn't have a car. So I was like, oh, I'll wait a couple months. And then a show popped up in Amherst, which is where I live. Um, I went to this. It was a Pepsi Center, which is the venue. Uh, The main event was a war game steel cage match. And I just from there, I was hooked. And a couple shows down the line, I asked the promoter, hey, what can I do? Because I'm a 14-year-old kid. You know, there's got to be something. So he gave me a stack of flyers for the next show, said, hand them out and um, see you at the next show. Uh, you know, handed out those flyers. Like, you know, my life depended on it. Hey, come see the show. Come see the show. Come see the show. Uh, you know, turn 15, they're like, hey, you know, here's the camera. Take some pictures. Took pictures. Uh, you know, turn 16, they're like, hey, you're a kid, you're a teenager, you're a millennial. Uh, run on social media for us because we have no idea what we're doing. Um. Mm-hmm. I did that for a while, and then I slowly got into uh, commentary, which is where um, I started calling the matches for a while, and then the promotion that that was, which was OSPW, folded, and then as they were closing down, the you know, ashes rose of Nickel City Wrestling. And when we started going there, and we built you know our first show, I was doing commentary. Second show did commentary. Uh, third show blew my mind. Shadowcat said he was just done with it. Uh, he didn't want to have the responsibilities of the general manager anymore, and he passed those responsibilities on to me.
1: Yeah, watching Shadowcat was the reason why Matt and I don't got into the business. That's what Steven was saying.
0: Yeah. Uh, Steve, that's Shadowcat's son. <laughs> well, hey, what's <laughs>
2: going on, young Shadowcat?
0: <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, Shadow Cat to put it you know, briefly, there's been many people who I credit to the reason why I'm still here, but Shadowcat, for some reason, I, I don't know why, cause I get it. I'm the reason he has gray hair now, but he's kept me here for, you know, the last since 2016. And even prior to that, he's kept me around and, you know, there's gotta be something wrong. he keeps me around. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, so how, how did nickel city wrestling get into the wrestling business? So, do you, know what, do you know the backstory? N-
0: yeah, so the backstory to that was um like I said during the 2014-2015 era, you know, we were finding out that our home fed which was old school pro wrestling was closing its doors. And a lot of us were very upset that, you know, we weren't going to have a home in Buffalo anymore. So, you know, All Shadow Cat you know, again, without saying, okay, there is no Nickel City Wrestling, but he, you know, graciously said, you know, we're not going to let the flame die of OSPW. We're going to rise from the ashes of the last show, and then October fifteenth, twenty sixteen, we were born. We put on our first show, Buffalo Invasion. Wow! Uh, and that one was headlined by Bushwhacker Luke and former TNA star Jesse Neal. He was wow. at the
2: show. Was at in uh, New Jersey when I said showed you the poster for it.
0: Which one, Jesse Neal or Bushwhacker Luke?
2: Bushwhacker Luke. He Is he there. still
0: going? Yeah.
2: It it in in the Puerto Rican the Spanish term when he came out to the ring and do the arm thing, all I could do the whole time it was, saying, "Yay!" I was going, "Ay bendito, ay." Grandpa, <laughs> well, I
0: remember, you know, in twenty sixteen, you know, all the kids they were so excited for Bushwhacker Luke. You know, he, I give him credit though for as old as he was, he put on a hell of a match. Seventy three years old has how old? God bless him. I yeah,
2: thought I was sweet. going my feet, though he couldn't
0: even, his <laughs> neck was like this he was like, well, I remember it was 2012 or 2014 I can't remember but there was a fed out in Niagara Falls Ontario Canada not too far from here and he did a death match. What? What? Yes. No. No shit. He had um, barbed wire ladder barbed wire. Uh, he was, after the match he was a bloody wreck and I remember sitting there and this was again before OSPW and when I worked with him but I remember thinking to myself. My god, this man just had a barbed wire TLC match at at that I don't know how old he would have been at that point, but I was just it blew my mind to say the least.
1: That that's insane, dude. Oh, it I, mean, is. Not, I, can't, I, I mean, I can I I mean, I I mean, I believe you, but at the same time, I really don't believe
0: you. You know, it's so funny. <laughs> uh, what I'll do is after this podcast ends, I know the photographer from the show. I will uh Copy some of the photos and post them in a group chat for us, so you guys can see them.
2: Oh, okay. Geez, man. Or you can send them through Instagram, like we always do. Oh yeah,
0: perfect. That works as well. Yeah. Jeez,
2: man. I,
0: All
2: right. I, I I don't know. Like I, as my dad says, you know, like when it's your time, you have to stop. But I think personally, personally, Bushwhacker Luke feels that if he stops doing wrestling, he's gonna die. I think he yeah. goes. If I stop and sit down and go in my chair in my rocker and just sit there with my brother, I'm gonna become like him and be a be a crippled mess. I so need you to think move- he's
0: gonna do the Randy the Ram scenario and just die in the ring? Yeah, I think that's gonna happen. To him. I'm sad. I I I grew up in the bootwhackers. Like I think we all did. Like you know, I hate to say that's the scenario, but I mean, if you gotta go, I mean, I can't think of a better way. And he won the match I saw
2: him in, too. So
0: yeah. Hey, you know what? Given who's look, the guy that impacts? Look has? at Menard's... Uh, We're talking about, it. uh, isn't it? Wasn't I could have sworn there was a viral clip from like a year ago? He like did the old school, he was like 73 years old. He was like one of the oldest wrestlers that impact had him and Bushwacker Luke. Man, that would be a killer match,
2: yeah. But, but anyways, and, uh, but uh
0: what, which one were you on to? The, the uh, the
2: uh, way that Bushwacker Luke won, he, since his brother. Butch is not there. He did the he did the he did that the, the little headbutt thingy with the referee. The referee's like, Oh well. And he put his no, head back, yeah. grabbed he his head and he ran into the guy and then he pinned him. Fell well, pretty much fell on top of him. Yeah, <laughs> like, well what you
0: got? In. When Bushwacker Luke was with us, he did that uh uh bulldog thing with Shadowcat. Um they did the double clothesline thing with Shadowcat, and then the finish was Bushwacker Luke laid down on all fours behind the opponent and Shadowcat did a diving cross body and toppled over. And that was oh. the one, two, three. It's like it's like
1: what Ric Flair says: you never retire because the Rock and Roll Express is still wrestling, and they're still and they're and they're doing Canadian destroyers at their age, which is absolutely what insane. are they like
2: 60, 70 years old? Another oh, team yeah. that you look at them and you go, "Hi, bendito." No, I don't. Want still to- rest, <laughs> they're still wrestling,
1: Joe. Like, no, I out,
2: I look at I go. I've always a wrestler that had to wrestle Luke. That's still in business, Luke. I'm sorry if you're watching mm. this. Dude, I'd go in the ring and be like, I don't want to hit my grandpa. Like, I, I'd be, I'd, am I, I'm am I gonna hurt my? Am I gonna get sued? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what do they? What do they call senior abuse? Am I gonna get?
0: Yeah.
2: for senior abuse? Like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: well, no, but, but like, uh, what you call it? Who was it? I also worked with um Jimmy Hart back in 2018, and he was another one who was fantastic. But you know, I mean, he looks fantastic, but I mean, you can. Definitely tell like the age was getting to him. And Tatanka was on that show as well, and he fought um one of our younger stars. And not that, you know, obviously the younger star could have ran circles around Tatanka, but Tatanka got the victory. But after that match though, it was just like, <laughs> ooh, how much longer is Tatanka gonna be in that ring and just not yeah. go back doing signings?
2: He has belly too. <laughs> he has a belly.
0: <laughs> I, you know what? I can't say you know the mansion partake in adult beverages but you know that's probably where it's coming from
2: gotta do some yoga do some calisthenics go to a gym there's something called gold uh, orange orange uh is orange when i always go my sister brooklyn go to the gym
0: <laughs> Yeah,
2: get it out i'll give you yes. an address
1: <laughs> but, speaking of that I, I actually got the witness Ricky the Dragon's Steamboat wrestled one more time in uh Rhode Island, I believe it was, against Chris Jericho. And I'm like, this guy's gonna wrestle, Ricky Dragon Steamboat? And I'm like, this dude still freaking has it. Holy shit, yeah. man. Right? Which well, wasn't like,
0: Steamboat supposed to be the one fighting Ric Flair in his final match? I Is don't it? know who it's I don't know who it's gonna be. I could have swear i I seen a rumor, but I wouldn't be surprised if they swerved in it and it was Jay Lethal and this whole thing was uh you know, like the war Yeah.
2: It's probably going to be Jay Lethal. I have a feeling it. Because to get Ricky Steamboat back in the ring, they would have been showing pictures of Steamboat training too.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. we're
2: talking about now era where there's an internet and everybody with a freaking cell phone within five feet taking yeah. pictures, making videos. And that's Something the
0: thing. Had a you know, sadly, kayfabe is dead in a sense where, you know, on show days, you know, it goes, but then sadly, you know, you have the internet, you have, you know, someone who's heel and face on one show and then 10 miles down the road, they're tag team. And then, you know, you send them back up to another state and they're doing their own thing and they're best friends and, you know, it's all on social media. So it's, it's very hard to say that you're going to keep kayfabe alive when social media pretty much killed it. Yeah,
1: exactly. It, it, there's, there's a tag team. In uh, one of my local wrestling promotions that I go to, they're 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 tag team champions, but in another promotion they're feuding. And I'm like,
0: yeah, and I'm like, how does this make any sense? <laughs> so go, and they the like right down the road. That's the thing, though. You just you know when you go when you walk into an entrance of a venue and you see you know that logo or whatever fed it is, you just have to know that what it's on social media isn't what's gonna be at this show you know you get you storylines that are being told at this store at this show are not going to carry over to the show down the road, the show down the state, doesn't matter. You paid money to see this show and that show is what you're going to be entertained with. Yep. <laughs> 100%.
2: Exactly. Man. 100%. That's how it is with wrestling these days.
0: And you know, I personally I'm not going to say like <laughs> You know, it's a bad thing. It's not a good thing. You know, I know Jim Cornette's ready to blow his brains out over it, but it's, you know, it's just the way times, you know, it's, you know, we progress and technology progresses, more feds pop-ups, you know, technology advances, everyone's got a phone. So they're going to capture moments like that. Like you said, uh, you know, if it was Ricky the Dragon's team boat, unless he had his own, you know, rock style um, training facility, you know, obviously it would have been kept, you know, secret, but I don't know. I'm leaning towards Jay Lethal.
1: Yeah. So it's gonna be good. another one that still looks great. Is Great Muda is another one.
0: Yes. And oh my god. He like... just he's killing it, man. Didn't he just uh, hang up the boots though? Not too long ago. No, he, he just won the, to... the the the
1: the, the Noah World Title.
0: Oh, you know what? I got him confused with uh, Thunder Liger.
1: Yeah,
2: I said liger, just a liger, just let tigered. I don't yeah. know what I'm thinking. Allergies,
1: oh geez, Joe. Oh geez, liger let tired, right? tiger,
2: yeah. Can't talk. we're talking cat, panther, let tiger,
1: yeah. let tiger, the tiger, right? Yeah. le la <laughs> tiger. <laughs> yeah. tiger, tiger, tiger,
2: tiger, tiger. Yeah. So, um. Out of so, is there any upcoming events you have so far? Like,
0: you want to talk? So, about? right now, our next upcoming event is going to be Rising Dawn 2022, which is going to be happening at the Eastern Hills Mall on Sunday, August 28th. Um, that show is going to include a former WWF ECW star. Um, right at this moment, I can't say, but I can tell you guys that the person is going to be incredible. So, make sure you guys come on down. Guys, gals, everyone, welcome. Uh, Tickets are $40 for Front Row, $30 for General Admission. Um, The first match that has been announced, though, is Jocelyn Navarro versus Catalina Perez. Um, I know I sent you the clip of last show. We had a Lights Out match, which was um, Catalina Perez versus Hollywood Haley J. And in that match, Catalina Perez picked up Haley J and threw her into the trash can. Ooh. Oh, I saw that
1: clip. I saw that. Yeah, class. I saw that. Class. I was. I was just about to ask you about what's up with that man. That was like that...
0: so. This feud between Catalina and Hollywood Haley J started over in December of 2021. I had to think about that for some reason. So at the show, it was Hollywood Haley J's mother, which is the amazing Maria, her last match, and Catalina Perez locked in. Um, what I would say is a single leg Boston crab and cranked on it, uh, resulting in Amazing Rand needing uh knee surgery, which she received and is healing properly and should be hopefully back in the ring. I know she said she retired, but like you said earlier, nobody truly retires. No one um, does retire. No yeah.
1: one does retire wrestling. I mean, Easy. I mean, Rick Flair, Yeah, Rick Flair's <laughs> retiring again. He's having his yeah. last match again. <laughs> yeah, that
2: guy I was yeah. talking about that was at the ISPW show, the one I said I didn't even know who he was, so I had to look him yeah. up when I got home. That guy, yeah,
0: yeah. the Salvatore Sincere,
2: yes, yeah. he Luke at the show. And I was like, both of these men are really old, like, yeah. in And this following contest is a double, I Bandito <laughs> for Joe. Yeah, bandito. <laughs> it's a <laughs> instead of for one fall, it's a one, I Bandito. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, no, so then to continue on with the uh, Hollywood Catalina uh, storyline uh, in January, Catalina Perez cost Hollywood Haley Jade the women's championship. Well, when she distracted her, because um, Hollywood has what we call the bag of rocks, it's a nylon sock that's got a bunch of rocks in it. You whip it, poof, you're knocked out. And Catalina Perez used that against her, causing uh, Jasmine Allure to come in to get her finishing move in and get the one, two, three. So Hollywood Haley J really took that personally. Um, Take it, you know, we go now into April, which was um, you bet your ass, which was at the Batavia Downs Casino. Um, That was then a fatal four way, which was Megan Myers, Catalina Perez, Jasmine Allure and Hollywood Haley J. So fatal four way Um, during that match, the match ended. Hollywood and Catalina just after the match, they exploded against each other. Uh, the general manager at, who is Nick Russo, who is my arch nemesis to say he was going to go out there and for once make an actually decent decision and made a lights out match between those two, which then brought us to our last show, Summer Slugfest, which was uh, that match with Catalina and Hollywood, Haley J, which um, Catalina got the big up on and, Got the one, two, three on Hollywood Haley
1: J. Amazing stuff, right there. Yeah, yeah. That's like, oh,
0: sorry. I was gonna say, I recommend um, if you have a YouTube channel, head on over to our channel, Nickel City Wrestling. Um, we are slowly but surely starting to post uh, full matches. So I know, like, um, our women's matches are gonna be starting to be featured on there. We're gonna have more full length matches. Um, just make sure you come over, subscribe, let them know that the dudes at Ringside Podcast sent you, so that way we know that people are listening and watching us, and we appreciate it.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Definitely.
2: Make sure
0: you get, make sure everyone in the chat, please give these guys a follow. Yeah, that, give them a follow.
2: Way. Get them on Facebook. Get them on Instagram. Get them on Twitter. get I promise you, you
0: will not be disappointed. We provide, you know, the just the top level of action. You know, nobody ever leaves our shows dissatisfied because we have just a variety of everything you could imagine we got the comedy we got the hardcore we got the uh, lucha libre style we got the um greco romans style uh which what would you call that technical wrestling we you know we branch out we make sure that it's a variety show we make sure that you know if obviously this matches in your take cup of coffee boom the next match probably will be
1: do you guys have strong style at your shows or uh
0: not yet oh yeah strong style um so you know we uh who was it uh In October, we had a tag team called American Strong Style. And, you know, I kind of like to say that in 2022, wrestling has changed where most wrestlers now do that strong style kind of wrestling. We don't, you know, we don't call it just like strong style. We just kind of call it wrestling because that's sort of where, you know, like old school kind of wrestling has just kind of transitioned into what people are looking for now in 2022.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because I'm a huge New Japan fan, so that's why I'm so used to strong style term. You know what I mean? With the hard chops, those kicks. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, (laughs) I I I could just felt it because I've had a couple matches, and you know, you don't want to be on the recipient of a chop by someone who loves strong style that's gonna light it up. If if me
1: and Joe ever went to a school, I swear I think we would receive.
2: I keep I keep joking because I'm saying, oh. I'll be the one that takes the cha- table spot because I'm stronger than geek and buffer upper body. I'm stronger, but there'll be, there'll be that one person at the school that see- sees me and that goes, I'll take the the short, bald guy. You take, you take the tall, skinny one. <laughs> and, and, and it, we've been the one that one person, I don't realize we messaged and they didn't get back to us because they didn't want to
0: talk to us. And I'll be like,
1: Hey, Ryan. What's up, dude? How's hey, it going? Hey, What's
0: up? What's up, <laughs> yeah. Ryan? You're a friend of theirs? You're a friend of mine?
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah. Make sure a- you follow this dude. He's, he's awesome. So, yeah. So, anyway, <coughs> uh me and Joe were actually watching the uh AEW last night, the pay-per-view. And and I forgot what match it was, Joe, but I was like, man, Joe, <laughs> if, if we ever went to a wrestling school, that's going to be me and you. I think it might have been uh, one of the... What's match? Shit. I think it might have been the, with the,
2: with the young lions, or whatever versus that one, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like we were taking the like taking those chops right there, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Dude, those are brutal. Yeah, I don't well, know about well, you, man. I think I would have rather taken the table spot than the chop. I've always
2: been taught by a wrestler from L.A. He always says, "When you get take the table, Joe, tuck your neck, Tuck your neck, your neck, your neck, Tuck your chin.
1: That's your chin, boys. You'll be fine." He's like, "You'll be fine." And yeah, I get
2: frustrated because I'm like, I've never gone through a table because I'm afraid I'm going to be that one. I'm like, am I good? And there's a metal
0: bolt hanging out of my neck. And yeah. like, <laughs>
1: But then again, they don't use tables anymore, Joe. They
0: use doors now. Well, it's so funny that you would say that because um, on our first show, not that, like, you know, botches happened in wrestling. That's, you know, unfortunately the part of it. So the spot was Jesse Neal versus uh, Venomous, and they were on the ladder, and there was a table that was right there. The plan was the manager was going to run, push the ladder, both people go through the table. Uh that would set up then for the next show's TLC. Um what the manager didn't realize is that the ladder had a weight limit and it was already starting to buckle. So when he ran to push the ladder over, instead of falling you know forward onto the table, they fell backwards as the ladder collapsed onto the manager. The Mets, are, the Mets are okay. Yankees are still on fire.
1: Yeah.
0: That's what
2: I say. <sighs>
1: But anyway, um, I was just gonna ask you what is your opinion on uh, that using doors instead of uh, tables in today's independent wrestling?
0: You know, I haven't had to resort to using uh, doors because I'm personally a fan of uh, tables, just the way they are made, and I feel like a lot of people are accustomed to them. Um, actually, now that I think about, it, there was a door used um, a couple summers ago at Summer Fest. It was the Business versus Mad Dog and. Uh, Mad Dog was on the table. Business did a running, a uh, rolling senton from the apron t- onto the door. Mad Dog uh, missed or uh, got out of the way, and business went through it. Um, I can't. I don't know if the reason behind that is because the cost of the table is more expensive than the door, but I've always thought the door was just more nastier and just a lot thicker than what a, a table would have been.
1: Yeah. And I think they break easier too. I think that's another thing why why the wrestlers have gone through doors instead of tab- instead
0: of tables because half the time the, the tables they don't break. See, that's the funny thing. Like, I've never really like had someone come up to me and say, "Hey, we're gonna I'm gonna put someone through a door because I, <laughs> <laughs> but like I mean, you know, I, I'm obviously gonna wait for that conversation to come up, but. I've never had someone be like, okay, here, you know, I'm going to Home Depot and, you know, compare the size of thickness of, oh, the table's this big, the door's this big, let's go through the door.
2: Yeah, like, yeah, I'm just going to go through a door today. Yeah. I think yeah. That's, that's
0: we, we, we've had this
1: discussion on the podcast, me and Joe, and I was always saying, you know, they should attach a doorbell to one of the doors. That's <laughs> my thing.
2: I used to be a geek. I said that. I would <laughs> I would attach a doorbell and, like, whoever I'm wrestling, spray paint their their name on the door. and yeah. when they. Person's like dizzy. I'll ding the doorbell, and I'll as everybody, I will, I will request the crowd go, Who's there? and, and have the whole crowd go, Who's there?
1: <laughs>
0: well, and then I, throw them to the table. I, Boom! <laughs> like well, that's the thing. Now, I want at my com- at the commentary booth, I want someone to have like a, like a little doorbell so that way, like when a door if now I gotta go find a door, crap. Now, I kind of want this scenario where <laughs> like I pull out like a doorbell and just ding dong. As like someone well, just goes to a table, like the whole I crowd like just starts the laughing. Crowd to go, who's there? <laughs> like yeah, the crowd just like what? What just happened? <laughs> just yeah. like confused the hell out of it, and, and
1: remember, remember when when this spot is actually happening, you need to credit the dudes at Ringside because its happened. Oh my comedy. gosh,
2: for Hollywood, you should have the the doorbell. Everybody has a normal standard doorbell, and when Hollywood dings the doorbell, it goes ding 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 ding.
0: Oh please, don't give her ideas because she's already. I mean, I love her Haley to death, but she sometimes like there is um, nowhere that the person starts and the character ends. Like they're just almost intertwining. So wow, I can see her death. Be
2: like really, Joe, you gave me the bigger, better. Of course, you're Holly. Yeah. I would be. Yeah. I'd be one kissing her ring. and be like, yes, Hollyhood. Yeah. You have the best. You'll have the longest. You have the
0: best doorbell. Everyone best knows.
2: doorbell. The most high-end doorbell that doesn't mess up the environment i don't want all
0: that oh i don't <laughs> think she cares about the environment she doesn't, she doesn't she's care. like whatever joe ew yeah, as long as it makes her as long as what you call it she doesn't care who she tramples she doesn't care um anything as long as it's putting her up and she's a again, heel, say, she'd probably go yeah. after me she'd be like oh,
2: yeah. yes oh, Joe. Yeah. whatever stop dm'ing me leave me alone yeah. i don't need your laugh.
0: Which because She is, again, she's one of uh C's fastest rising stars. I think it was her first debut, obviously, uh, she won the belt. Like her debut, wow. uh, Nightmare on Grand Street. Uh, it was her, Megan Myers, and Katie Arquette. And Hollywood Haley J, her first day, man, her first Nickel appearance, she got that one, two, three and brought home the victory. She brought home the gold. Oh, wow. I mean, you like, can't ask for a better debut.
2: It's the, th- the one thing you debut and you either lose. You lose your first match. But the thing is you her first match and she wins the belt. Like who like yeah. that's that's insane, right, Geek?
0: That's insane. That's what I mean. Like, you know, again, she has so much credit behind her. She's a former Ohio Valley Wrestling Women's Champion. She's been she's traveled uh I believe it was like eighteen different states. I mean, she is well she's got well knowledge of the wrestling business, but you know, that's the thing though, is you just gain knowledge and she knew how to come in. Go underneath everyone else and rise to the top.
2: Yeah, that's you gotta do. So, These days with wrestling.
0: You
1: can't. Yeah. Sorry. So uh, no, I was no. just about to say, <laughs> what is it like during actual show day? like, what's your mindset?
0: Oh my god, it's. Um, have you ever seen a blender? Like, obviously, you know what a blender is. Like, there's yeah. multiple ingredients and it's just blending up. That's pretty much what goes on from. If I sleep at all that the night before, which most times I don't because I'm constantly in a state of anxiety on show day of what could go wrong? What is going to go wrong? Is this person not going to know up here? Is this person going to know show? Is the ambulance going to be ready? Is the doctor going to be ready? Is there anything that um, could happen that hinders the show to even begin? And then, you know, once the first bell starts and we start getting closer to the main event, you know, the anxiety starts to level down because it's like, okay, what I thought could have went wrong, didn't go wrong. Um, the person who I didn't know would show up, showed up. Um, you know, the biggest thing again is, you know, with being in New York state, we have to have a lot of extra things that some states don't have to have because they don't have athletic commission. So like we have to have a doctor on site. So we have to have the New York state athletic commission on site. We have to have an ambulance on site. So you kind of worry like, okay, is the ambulance company going to screw me over? Is the doctor who claimed he was going to be there not going to show up is, um, you know, the person who's flying in from out of town, their plane uh, playing going to be late. Is it going to be delayed? Is it going to be canceled? And there's no way to get from Detroit, Michigan to Buffalo, New York. So, I mean, it's things like that that are on show day that you kind of, you know, worry about. And you really. Uh, and then again, as being the GM, you worry about the gate. You worry about how many fans are going to be there, how, you know, how pre sale looking, how's the actual attendance going to be. Because, I mean, you know, you perform, but not that you're not going to give a hundred percent of there's a hundred people opposed to 400 people, but you know, it, again, it makes everything come alive when there's more people in the crowd getting into it.
1: Yeah. Also, also another thing is when I went to uh, new Japan uh Hammerstein, this was a, uh, like the show was uh, supposed to we'll start at 7 PM. Yeah. The show didn't start till eight thirty. I found out that the reason why is because the ambulance was not there. On yes. Person.
0: So and that's, that's something that, you know, does happen. Um, luckily for us, it's never happened because I want to say that the ambulance company that we go through is very reputable. They're very reliable and they are very good at taking dates and keeping those dates reserved. Um, but I know in Rochester, there was a show that happened, I want to say four or five years ago where they just couldn't get an ambulance. The people who were, or was it, I can't remember if it was the ambulance or the doctor, but one of them did a no show. And that really cost them the show and they had to stall and they had to find ways to, you know, have the wrestlers go out there. Um, not wrestle, but like, you know, agree with the fans, um, create a fun environment so that fans wouldn't leave. And obviously, you know, they could start the show. And that's a problem because, you know, you tell people, hey, make plans to be here between six and eight and you don't get to start the show until eight. That's a problem for anyone who had dinner plans or, you know, anything that they plan on doing after eight o'clock. Exactly. Yeah,
2: it's yeah. hard because like, if it's if there's like I've seen this lately. I don't know how. Like, true. I've seen it. Like, sometimes the shows are Fridays. Wrestling shows sometimes are on Thursdays, and during the year, regular year, right? Geek, like people have. Now,
1: school now they're it. doing. Now they're doing shows on Thursdays, which is yeah, weird. like
0: see that's weird. Now, like I know for us, we do we we rotate usually either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, depending on which one it is. But I mean you know, typically, I always say that, like, Saturday is usually your indie day, but with just how much wrestling is in the area, you know, you want to make sure that this person can be booked, and that person's not, doesn't have conflicting dates. So, you know, sometimes, you know, just for talent's sake, we try to kind of mix it up. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. But, um, I'm just trying to go through, because now you guys said, like, about show days, and, you know, I'm not trying to, like, give away like everything that goes on behind the scenes but oh, it's no, just, you don't have to don't no no but it. i mean like it's just that whole chaos of like i said like you know there's just so many micromanaging things that can go wrong and you know you always have to in your head think like weeks before days before hours before like okay if this goes wrong how can i fix it quickly who can i who do i have on speed dial that if you know a name that i booked doesn't show for some reason who can I call to make this right within hours notice. And it's just, you know, it's those things that happen on show day that, you know, just brings out the anxiety in anyone, you know, if you tell me anyone who's a promoter owner booker, whatever that, Oh yeah, show days are fine. They're lying to you or they're on drugs. And they don't know. Yeah, no, we
2: know exactly what you're talking about. We've had people cancel on us that day. And then we go through our DMs going, uh, who did we not talk to this week that said we, we told them we'll get back to as soon as possible? Oh, there's a person.
0: Yeah. They're available yeah. tonight.
2: Holy crap, they're available tonight. Uh, yes. Yeah. You want to do a show. We're supposed to do a show. This person canceled. You still want to do the show. Okay, make the room. Put the persons in the main chat. Make the room change the name to this person. It, oh, has yep.
1: it has happened many times. Or the
2: person canceled, and me and Geek call each other go, we still want to do the show. We'll just talk about the pay-per-view from Last yeah. this past Sunday, and we do the show. We yeah. had someone cancel on us, no show us, and we still had their name in the title. People came <sighs> into the chat like crazy.
1: Yeah.
2: I think we had like yeah. th- like twenty, pe- like ten or fifteen people in the chat that day. Yeah. <coughs> and we still did the show. We were mad as hornets. Yeah. yeah. Hours later, they messaged us. Oh my god, I slept in. We were like,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, you know that's the thing. If you're gonna sleep in, that's fine. You know, but you have to if it's like anything else if your attention your attention is a currency if you have something to give me i'm ready so if you want to book me for this date i will make sure that no one else you know gives me like again shadow okay i know today he was supposed to be here um but luckily we were able to change it up and i was able (laughs) to take over but you know what i mean like unless you got like an opportunity like he had like there shouldn't be a reason to
1: that's understand. That's understandable.
0: And, you know? and when and he and we were so like
2: I forgot what's the word. We were so like welcoming with him. He's like,
1: yeah, hey, he, he's, he's a cool guy. Yeah. Came
2: up a certain situation came up, and we were like, okay,
1: yeah. that's
2: fine. We me and Keith, Now before in the beginning, I was like, oh my god, they had to cancel. Now I'm just like, all right, we'll find yeah. a way to. We'll work around this, you know? As,
0: like
1: you know. No, the you're, you're one the one that you're the one that panics. I'm like Joe.
2: I'm starting something. to. I'm starting to learn. I'm starting to learn. It's okay, but Like it's okay.
1: You try to going? involve me into this thing, me and Geek. I'm like, you're the one that panics, Joe. It's I'm starting
2: is- to learn. I'm starting to learn not to panic because there's always someone on the opposite end. If they can't yeah. make it, we'll just start doing the show by ourselves that day. But yeah. I like. I like interviewing people. I like yeah. talking to people, not just geek. I like talking to everybody <laughs> that I can. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, it brings a variety, and that's the thing. Like, um, I was saying that, you know, um, like I know you guys said uh, last month was the tag month, and then you guys are going into lucha month. You'll lose in
2: September. Next month is West West Coast.
0: Oh, West Coast, perfect. You're skipping a month. What's it thought?
2: We're going back to the future. <laughs>
0: yeah. well, what you <laughs> call It's West Coast. It's so funny because um, are you, any of you familiar with XPW? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. my gosh, yes. Yeah. So I know in the West Coast, they just started up. But something that, like, it hit me about when they first started was that the owner, Rob Black, lives in Rochester. And really? he owned uh yeah, he lives in Rochester. He still does. He owns um, a restaurant and an adult-themed gift shop.
2: I wouldn't. Nice. I'm not surprised.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I wasn't. Believe it or not, the gift store didn't blow my mind. It was the fact that he had a restaurant that blew my mind. Is he still with Lizzie? <laughs> Lizzie? No, he has a new um, partner. I don't know what she does, but she's in that. I want to say I want. I don't want to make an assumption, but I'm assuming she's in the same category that Lizzie was.
2: Lizzie disappeared after XPW. She went under. Oh, I know
0: why, but. She yeah, <laughs> yeah after, but that so dark, f- after that Dark Side of the
1: Ring came out, man, that was it.
0: Well, that's the thing, though, is when. A, like, prior to Dark Side of the Ring, I had heard rumors that, like, Rob Black lived in Rochester, but I never really. Not that I didn't want to, like, investigate more, but I was just like, okay, like, I knew what XPW was, but I, like, it just kind of was like, oh, it's the West Coast ECW, like, just kinda went over. But then I like I realized like when Masad Messiah lost his uh, thumb, like the whole controversy behind there and, and then um you know, it just was something like I was just like, eh, I'm not really gonna look into. It. And then once XPW started off, they had that rebirth and they held it in Rochester at the armory and now they're doing more stuff on the West Coast, which I can again see why, because West Coast probably doesn't have a lot of uh requirements for running a show. Yeah. Yep. Well <laughs> smart right there, and
1: a lot of people shit on the rebirth show
0: well you know it's people probably wanted the violence and the thing is again to Rob Black's credit I, I understand the character or the person himself may be a scumbag but when you're you know running in New York State it doesn't matter what you're known for New York State is right there front row at every show and they will shut you down if you even violate one of their little uh, you know ass of rules and regulations
2: yep go on. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, right. I mean, you know, it's so funny because, like, the Main Street Armory, for those who aren't in the Western New York area, is a very popular venue. Like, that is, uh, you know, any, like, smaller bands that are nationally known are going to go to that building. Like, it is meant to hold, you know, close to three to 5,000 people. Wow. So, yeah, like, it's not a small place. And I know that the attendance there was pretty low. And, again, I get why. But... You know, I feel like most people didn't really think like XPW would do good on the East Coast, which I I will say one thing. Um, About a month ago, Rob Black did something in his restaurant that to me was not genius, but like to get like he ran an underground show that he advertised as not a wrestling show. So he like tarped out all the windows Got rid of all the tables and held like deathmatch fights in his restaurant. What, what, yes, no, like you can find it. It was one of the most craziest things I've ever seen. Schluck was there. Um, uh, Will Carroll, who is the writer of National Teen Set Outsider, um, he was there and he has been doing um stuff with Rob lately. Uh, I can't think of what. He, like, on the first, like, West Coast show, he ran, like, a band called The Vaxxed or something, and then he ended up, like, getting hit with a light tube. And then him and Rob have now been, like, collaborating. And he's kind of, like, Rob's, I want to say, like, right-hand man for, like, New York stuff. But they ran this show out of his restaurant, The Great American Cheeseburger, which was a straight-up death match. And I still, to this day, don't know how he got away with it. But, I mean, there was glass. They were fighting in the street. Um, it it was honestly just something that, uh, honestly, it was a total Rob Black move.
1: I w- so what I wonder what they call the food in that place. It's called or the
0: what? Great. I think it's called the Great American Cheeseburger. The restaurant. Yeah, yeah,
1: I know that, but I'm saying like, is there something called a hardcore hamburger? Or uh...
0: <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it just right free barbed wire sample on the side. Just wrap the fries in breadware, don't get in blood. <laughs> oh, jeez. Bloody yeah, burger we'll, we'll
1: blow the ketchup. Yeah, yeah exactly. Far.
0: Burger, burger, if you want a bloody
2: geek, they call it. Can I get it the burger XPW'd? Who, who told you about that? Crap. Run, geek, run. <laughs> it's, yeah, the hardcore, it's
1: the hardcore hamburger. There yeah. you go, the hard,
0: hardcore hamburger. Oh, my God. It's Jim Ross, the hardcore hamburger is here. Well, what you call if you guys ever find yourself in upstate New York, you guys let me know. We'll all go up to the American Cheeseburger and we'll go try uh, Rob Black's fi- famous uh, Great American Cheeseburger.
1: Oh
2: gosh, uh, we have to now, geek. We have yeah, to try now.
0: That. Now we have to go, Joe. Now, now, we, now we have go. to go. Well, from what I've seen, like on Instagram and like just things, because I follow the page. Like they have XPW Marabilia all over the restaurant. Like they have the um, heavyweight title, like just plastered on the wall. Can you make it more obvious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I mean, other than a sign in the front window that says, owned by Rob Black, enter at your discretion. Oh, really? That's what it says? No, but I mean, I'm just saying like, like oh. <laughs> how much more obvious that XPW ran that restaurant other than that sign being like plastered at the front of the oh door.
2: God. Oh my god,
1: imagine. Oh my god, dude.
2: Now we gotta go. Now we have to go to, you have to come there, uh, get the cup to me and then we'll drive to upstate New York.
1: Well, uh, who had, uh, do you have any upcoming social? uh you have, you have any social media? You, you uh, people can find uh,
0: you. Uh, yes, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the handle of Amato has the mic. That's A M A T O H A S T H E M I C, or you can find me on Facebook by just searching Matthew Amato. Um, July 10th. If you are in the Buffalo Niagara region, um, our school, the Nickel City Wrestling Compound, is going to be having an open tryout date. So uh, the cost is 30 bucks and we will evaluate, you know, just where you, your condition, if you've had prior wrestling knowledge uh, training, if you haven't, um, if this is your, you know, your opportunity that you want to say, Hey, in the area, I don't know where to begin. Come on down 30 bucks. You know, we will put you to the test. We will see, you know, what you need to prove on where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, and just give you some, you know, feedback and, you know, hopefully, then you'll enroll in our school and you know make your dream a reality.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And guys, in the chat, please check out Nickel City Wrestling on YouTube, Facebook, everything. Go please. to their shows, please support them.
0: They're a good. And by people. the way, I
2: love your jacket you had on in the in the promo picture. That's oh, the jeep.
0: support independent wrestling. Yes, yeah. that's yes. What we, that is.
2: Okay. I saw that a tear went in my eyes. A geek got it i geek saw his jacket that is what me that's the life blow of dudes at ring i like,
0: don't know if they still have them it was made by collar and x elbow back in 2019
2: i'm like if you were if that was you selling those like if that's one of your things on the table if you could send me that and put i can put it right here dude
0: i wish dude i <laughs> that we had like i would love to make a nickel city wrestling version of it to be honest with you there's so there's like it's so funny because i know like we're wrapping up but like one of the things that I love is merchandise, and I will literally throw a logo on anything and just be like at the merch table, twenty-five bucks.
2: <laughs> if I had the money, I'm like, I want that jacket right here.
0: Yeah, every
1: episode,
2: <laughs> like, right, geek. Every episode, yeah. that shirt, yeah. that jacket, right there.
0: <laughs> All right, I'm Joe Panther the i I'm the metal geek. I'm um, hopefully next time you see me, gonna be the Nickel City Wrestling General Manager once again. Madamato. And we will catch you in the next one.